Hello, everybody. Welcome to Reimagine Diversity and Equity, a new podcast hosted by USIP's Justice, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Initiative. For our first episode, I'm here with Dr. Joseph Sani, Vice President of the Africa Center and leader of the JDEIA Initiative here at USIP. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So JDEIA, Justice, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility, are really buzzwords right now in the U.S. government and within the nonprofit space. Could you describe what they mean to you within this context? You are right. I would not say they are buzzwords. They, they are loaded. These are important words, concepts, so to speak. The, behind those words, you have very deep concepts. The, the problem sometimes is that uh, we have a different understanding of those concepts. But we, at USIP, we came to realize that first, the first step is making sure that we have a shared meaning of what these concepts stand for when they are put together, particularly in the field of peace building. We know the effect, what happens when we have a field that does not promote diversity, does not promote inclusion, accessibility, or justice for that matter. People pay the price. Uh, our impact suffers. And we also know that tensions, crises, Violence may also come out of um, inability to promote this concept and strategies. So we thought as, at USIB that it, the starting point would be to bring the field to a shared understanding and a shared meaning of those concepts. That we don't stand there and say, this is what justice means. Or this is what justice means in the United States, so therefore, that's what it means in other countries. So we realize quickly, early on, that the, the starting point will be to engage people, institutions, uh, in defining or framing these various concepts. And hence, the podcast itself is to understand from different actors, different practitioners, experts, people on the ground, what they mean by those words, by those concepts, and what it means for them in their work, their lives, their communities. And maybe from there, we as a field will begin to frame a shared meaning and understanding of these concepts. So that's to say I don't have a universal response to your question. I can't stand here and tell people what exactly those words means, but I know those concepts are important for the field to move forward, particularly in this time. So since we do recognize that JDEIA is a human need, what makes embedding these values especially essential to peace building processes and policymaking today? This is an important question, Linde, because the issues we are trying to address here have been with us for centuries, really. Issues of exclusion, marginalization, injustice. Now, maybe because there have been some triggering events. I think the murder, the murder of George Floyd, for example, and Brianna Taylor, 
particularly in the United States, I must say. People have been struggling with these issues as well. But in the United States, I think there were some triggering events uh, that uh, prompted a hard look into lack of justice, diversity, inclusion, etc. So there is, so you have those trigger, uh, those events, and you also have the emergence, a new articulation in the civic space and the public square uh, with movement like Black Lives Matter. So that articulation in the public square and that engagement, and there's also this young, this new generation of um, young people who are saying enough is enough, we want a different world, we want uh, to do things differently, a window of opportunity for this movement. Well, I have to admit, where they have before, I mean, this country uh, is built, or I will say our union uh, is um, perfected throughout history by this type of movements. So they have been there, but this particular moment, given the convergence I've mentioned before, has created this window of opportunity to actually do some, I mean, move two steps forward. My hope is that we will not move two steps forward and one step backward. There is that risk. So why USIP as a public institution? What is the importance of us leading an initiative dedicated to embedding these values? As you know, USIP, the United States Institute of Peace, was created by an act of Congress. And our mission is to prevent, mitigate, and resolve conflict around the world. And we really, as a public institution, we are dedicated to peace and security. And so, lack of justice, diversity, inclusion, is a, a driving factor in many conflicts around the world. So, at the beginning of most conflicts, you have that sense of exclusion. You have grievances born out of marginalization. So, it's just natural for us to really take this on. And so, given this window of opportunity, we said, as an institution, we have been doing this as, uh, through our intervention and programs, but it's also the moment for us to step up our game inside. So we have two tracks to these initiatives. The, the first track looks at diversity, inclusion, equity, access inside USIP. So we want to improve, strengthen our work practices our culture, organizational culture, to promote those values. But we also realize, even though we have been doing this through our programming, that as a public institution, we can use our platform to promote those values outside, in the field of peace building itself. Not because we are the best, not because we have resolved it internally, but because we thought it, it is part of serving the field of peace building by providing, giving our platform, our convening facilities to invite other peace building institutions, actors to think, to take a deep dive 
into these issues so that we can improve the field. As you know, the field of peace building is based on the assumption of justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we operate within structures, systems, cultures that do not necessarily promote those values. So it's, so it's important for us as a field to ensure that those values are realities. And so we thought as a public institution we can play a role in facilitating that, not because we are the best, but raising the, uh, the alarm, raising awareness and bringing people together to work together around this issue in the field of peace building itself, so that we live up to the values and assumptions upon which we are based. So what plans do you have for this initiative in the short term and in the longer term? In the short term, we will continue to facilitate the conversations, the type of conversations that recognize and give voice to this, the multiplicity, the multiple experiences. The next stage will be, okay, what are the dilemmas and the challenges we face as we try to promote those values in the field of peace building? Because the attention, even between those concepts, just between justice, diversity, inclusion, access, there are some tensions and there are also dilemmas, there are hard choices that practitioners in the field of peace building have to make sometimes. And so let's, let's excavate all those. After that initial diagnosis, we will then work at each solution and strategies. How do you imagine a successful future for JDIA embedment within this field? Success will be defined by the level of commitment we see in the field of peace building around these values and also how we hold ourselves accountable. So I'm thinking of how do we monitor progress if you come up with some indicators, if we see, we also see some more many success stories in community in our practices. I think as long as GDIA is part of program designs, is part of conversation around funding, financing, is part of conversation around monitoring, evaluation, learning, and we constantly, we are constantly engaged with those concepts and we are working hard to measure, to improve. I think once those things become part of the really, the mainstream of peace building and we are trying as much as we can to hold ourselves accountable and move all constantly looking for ways to move the ball forward. I think that will be, for me personally, success. Thank you so much for giving us this overview of not just the work we're doing here at USIP, but of how we hope to continue to engage within the peace building space today and in the future. So this conversation was just the first of many we'll be having on reimagined diversity and equity. Coming up next, we are going to be talking with someone who's working within the civic activism space here within the US and engages with issues of JDEIA on a daily basis and bridges them with the conversations we're having abroad as well. We'll be talking with someone who's working at the heart of these issues within the US policymaking space at the Department of State. We'll be talking with a couple of organizational leaders who have been trailblazers within the field, 
So thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Reimagine Diversity and Equity, and we hope you'll continue to join us in the future.